It's been too long since you've been on the show, Joanna. It really has been way too long since <laughs> I've even heard your voice and not on the show. Yeah. What well, about the show? Oh, that's nice of you to say. Yeah. I don't think yeah. we've bumped into each other the last few Apple shindigs or, or if we have. We bumped been... into each other at um, the one in Brooklyn. Yeah. It was too cold. We, right. It was I for... saw you waiting in line to go look at the MacBook Air, and I was like, eh, I don't care enough to wait in this line. Right. You and David and... Pierce were like, we're out of here. <laughs> yeah. We're, we'll see this thing tomorrow when we right. get a review unit. And then we did have a great conversation, which has, like, I still have this on my list, but um, it sparked a great thought for me to do a, a I want to do an investigative piece on Apple Watch bands. Hmm. It's a real oh. investigative piece because remember we were you were standing with Panzerino and we were ta- I was like I got this watch band it's the the Milanese watch band right because one of you said oh I like that watch band the I like that you have the Milanese watch band or whatever and I was like it's it's I don't want to tell anyone here but it's a ten dollar version on from Amazon and me and Panzerino were standing there doing comparison between the legit Milanese band and mine to see if it had the little finger. The little, you know, the yeah. indent, if it has the little finger, um, the to, fingernail uh, pull to get up the, To thing. get the magnetic clasp off. Yeah. 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 You don't remember this thrilling yes, conversation? Yes, I do. No, I do remember. Because I remember it, that it, it... left a lasting impact on me, clearly, not as much yeah. on you, but... No, no, I remember vividly because it, it looked... It, it, we, we really had to look very hard to find differences. Like, it is... It, it, it was, you know, the fact that it was only $10 is rather remarkable because it, it really did look the same. I mean, you- yeah, it's so right here. I love this thing. And and the the biggest problem I have with it now, and I, I, do, I need to get the other Milanese band to see the comparison. This is my investigative piece, is that the magnet really sticks to the MacBook Air. Hmm. And so when I'm typing, the I have to take off the watch because my wrist is like stuck to my MacBook. Oh, isn't that weird? Oh, I, it's probably because there's magnets in... I was like, why would it stick to aluminum aluminum isn't magnetic but it's because there's magnets in the macbook air yeah there's got to be a magnet in like the some sort of magnet in the track you know in the the palm rest yeah um yeah they like latch the screen yeah, uh, yeah anyway, that's interesting basically the ten dollar amazon band is just as good as the 150 dollar one yeah i noticed i noticed a week or two at um Target. They have they they just call them Target. They don't give them a new name. But there's these mini Targets here in Philadelphia. There's a couple of them here in Center City, Philadelphia, right in the middle of the city, and they're nowhere near as big as like a suburban Target. But they're really nice to have in the city because they're, um, you know, pretty big for a store right here in the Center City. Um, and I noticed up in the electronics section, um, that I get a total end cap was devoted to. I'm guessing it's Target's in-house brand. I forget what it's called, but like in their in-house brand of Apple Watch bands. And it was, I, I, there might have been something for like a Fitbit or something. You know, I don't know. There mm-hmm. might have been, but yeah, it was I've almost all that. Apple Watch. Yeah. Um, and some of them look pretty cool. I mean. Uh, yeah, that's a, it's a big thing. These third-party watch bands that are consider- considerably less expensive than the ones you can get from Audible and yeah. work just as well. And yeah. some like some of them like the styles are they're clearly different, right? Like they're trying to go after like you can't get this at Apple so you can get this what I like yeah. I consider pretty ugly chain or something. Yeah, like, yeah. I see a lot of women with like the pink chain one and yeah. I'm, you know, that's look, I'm not going to judge anyone else's style, but right. I am and it's bad. Um yeah. 
Yeah, the ones uh, that was the one thing I found interesting about the Target ones too is that none of the ones that tar- Target was selling were knockoffs of Apple's own bands. They were all very different in very different ways. You know, like like one of them was you know clearly like a masculine one, like a um, uh, like, like a leather. Chun- no, like a chunky link bracelet. You know, like Apple yeah. sells that one that they call the link bracelet, but it's sort of sleek. And this right. was more of like a like uh, a fossil watch. Yeah. Chunk- or, you know, yeah. like like a traditional chunky sport watch, you know, stainless steel Rolex yeah, yeah, yeah. type thing, you know, but very different than anything Apple sells. And they had um, the other ones they had were ones with like patterns, you know, like like, a, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I think it's pretty interesting. And I think it's yeah. a, just a sign of how many gazillion people have Apple watches now. Agreed. Yeah, I see them. I mean, I am always looking now to see the bands that people have. Um, but yeah. And I also do like the sly look to see if they have the cellular version. I'm always keeping a, <laughs> an eye on that. Uh, that's an interesting question. You know, it's funny. We um, So Amy and I both have third generation Apple watches. So I didn't get a new one this year. Um, but we both got the cellular ones last year and we pay for the cellular. I never use it. Can I tell you that it's funny? I'm currently paying for the cellular, but I don't. I bought a Series Four that doesn't have cellular. <laughs> but you're still paying. For it. Yes, because my review unit right. needed cellular, and they're like, "You need to put it on your account." So I did that. But then after my review, I liked it so much that I bought it myself. But I was like, "I don't need the cellular. I really don't." And I, so I, I I'm wanted, paying $10 a month to Verizon. Right. Oh, well, we're paying 20, I guess, because we have two. Um, and we never use it. I mean, it's just, yeah. I, I, it is cool. And like, but I literally only used it when I was um, testing it. Yep. And when it gets warmer, you know, I jog when it's warm and then I'm, I get lazy and fat all winter long. Um, you know, I guess Same. I'll do it. But the thing for me was that they didn't have the ability to play podcasts through third party apps over the watch to AirPods working quite right yet. You know, and I know Marco Arman is working on it with Overcast. Like, that's my podcast app. Um, so, like, the dream would be for me to be able to go jogging with just the watch and AirPods with no phone. Hmm. Like, yeah. In a, in a goofy, I, like when I do take it, I put it in a goofy fanny pack that I tuck under my, you know, I put it under my shirt, but I still feel ridiculous even just knowing it's there. Um, so that's my dream. Yeah. And I, so I might use cellular, but I feel like if it warms up and that problem still isn't solved, the next time I buy a watch, I'm not going to get the cellular. And yeah, I just like, I did retest it and obviously, you know, I had my issues with the Series 3 cellular, so I was very – I know they corrected all of them since my original review of that. But So I tested it on the Series 4, and I was just like, it's not worth the extra money for me. Yeah, I just don't – I just personally don't even find myself – Even though I'm paying for it. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. That's I'll call worth. Verizon this weekend. But actually, I had to call Verizon earlier this week, and then I asked about that and like, oh, sorry, we need to transfer you to another section. And then I was like on hold for 10 minutes, and I had another meeting come up, so I just hung up on customer service. So I, and because I can't cancel it through the Verizon app for some reason. Oh, well, <laughs> for the reason that you can never do anything through. Yeah, without that's true. so true. Right. They, <laughs> they so definitely true. want you to have to suffer and then maybe give up before you do anything to uh, to do that. And they've accomplished it. Yeah. I had a terrible time. Uh, 
I have, what was my story? I think I've told this on the show before, so I'll try to keep it short and I now forget the details. Um, but I had an absolutely horrible time getting an Apple watch replaced. Like I, I, I think it's this one I have, the series three, like, so at some point last year, the one that I bought broke, I forget what happened, but it, it was clearly like a software. It just, it just was dead. That's right. Hmm. I think it had like a water problem or something. I was, we were on vacation and I was uh, just in like the pool was literally like it it was, I was actually talking to my family that the pool wasn't even deep enough for me to feel like I could, you know, even sit and get wet. It was like a baby pool. Um, So I clearly didn't exceed the limit, you know, the depth limit for the Apple watch. And I looked at my Apple watch and it was just black and touching it didn't do anything. And I thought it was because my hand was wet, but it, it never turned on again and plugging the charger in. Even it, after it, charging it. Right. Right. Even Did after you get charging the snake. It. Did you get the snake thing? No, nothing, nothing on screen. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just completely dead. I, I mean, I, and because I was in a pool, it's clear that there was some kind of water got in and shorted it out and it was dead. I took Weird. it to the store and you know, they, they had no questions asked, replaced it. Although the thing that was annoying was that they didn't give me one on the spot like in the Apple store, it was like, okay, you know, we, you know, we totally agree that this is, you know, and it's well within the, the warranty. Um, we'll send you a new one. And I had to wait, you know, wait like three days. Yeah. That seems weird. It seems like they should just give me one from the back from the store. Yeah. yeah. Because I could buy one, you know, um, but I guess they don't stock them. And, and the replacement came in the most adorable little package because all they sent me was the watch, not the bands. Not the box. And no box. Right. Like, no, not the traditional long. No, it's the just it's, it's a box, just an adorable little box yeah. that's just big enough to hold an Apple Watch. Um, it's but the funny prob- that you mentioned the box. Well, hmm. go on and I'll tell you why. Well, the problem was that uh, the, it, it was like the it was like my phone still remembered my old watch that I had given as dead and I had given to Apple and I set up the new one and like, it's like that whole process of like restoring from a backup with the watch is just crazy to me. Right. And, and, and hopefully the one they sent you did have watch OS five. Yeah, but it, because that, that is one of the most frustrating things I've encountered with Apple in the last year. It, is it, trying to update the right. a watch OS full version number is like it, it can take days. Right. The b- bottom line though, restoring it, I, I forget what I wound up doing. If I restored or just set up new, I think just setting it up new every time is the better way to go because there's really nothing on the yeah. watch that that's worth keeping. I mean, activity data should sync, right. so like you'd Could, still have that in your iCloud, your, right? And it's on your, your phone, app. yeah. It's on your phone, yeah. in, in your in your history. So you know, I don't think you need. I mean, you it's don't just need, settings, really. Right. You yeah. have to recustomize your watch faces. Actually, that's true because I just did this too. I right. got a new iPhone XR, needed to pair it with the watch, my watch, and had, did the same thing and set it up as new and was like, right. oh, I, you know, I spent so long customizing this watch face with my colors and my little, yeah. you know, complications. And yeah. Now- and it, 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 I think it's neat that they give you so many colors, you know, like there's some of these watch faces where it's like, all right, you can pick the color of the seconds hand and, and it's yeah. like a list of like 40 colors. <laughs> It's, it's like the color of the rainbow for the I do the I don't even know the name of it. The one that's like I put a, something in each corner, a complication right. in each corner. And then there's the one in the in the center, right. in the, the time in the center. Right. Um, but I actually so I did this big, massive send back of all my review units. And I had a number of watch review units and they just kind of had been sitting here. And for those interested, the reason I keep a lot of these review units is like I usually try to 
test the new version against last year's version. Yes. Even though I don't use the models that are around, I, I buy my own. They sit here. And so right. I was packaging up a ton of these Apple Watches and I was just thinking like the box is like the most inefficient Apple packaging, I think, ever. Mm. Because the phone is so compact, you have the small box. Yeah. The MacBooks are as compact as they I feel like they can be because you've got the you know the chunky charger below yeah. it. But the watch is like the 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 box height is like five times the height of the watch. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's yeah, and they ship it long the long way. Yeah. And I guess that makes sense for certain of the straps. Like I guess maybe you, I don't know. The strap is so narrow in the little in in there. Right. Like, why not ship it sort of like already like rolled up, you know? Yeah. The length of the box, too, yeah. is quite long for what you like. If it's yeah. like it for is a, a big giant box. wrist, if you need a that length of a band. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a different um, conversation we should have. Yeah. Well, anyway, here's the thing. When I got that replacement watch, the big, biggest problem I had. So setting it up, the Apple aspect of it was sort of annoying replacing it and having my phone still think it knew the old watch. And I was just like, forget about that watch. I can't, you know, and it was like, it, the phone wants to connect to the old watch mm-hmm. to wipe it. And it's like, it can't, it, the phone is dead and I don't even have it anymore. Or the watch is dead. I can't, don't even have it anymore. Anyway, solve that. The biggest problem was the new watch wasn't on my cellular account. Like it, and, and I had been told at the Apple store that no, no, you just set it up, restore it and it'll take over the, the cellular spot that the old one had. So I was paying, still paying for the old one cellular, had a new replacement cellular watch and couldn't do it. And I, I, I spent a long time trying to do it myself on Verizon's website, couldn't do it, called them. And I got the nicest woman. She was so great. She was just a really, really nice woman. But I could tell as we were talking to her, she, she understood the problem, but I could tell that she was just going through the Verizon website, <laughs> like as yeah. she was describing what she was doing. And I was like, I don't think that's going to work, but you know, maybe you'll find something I didn't. And I swear I timed it. Like, cause you know, you're the one thing about yeah. the, the phones is they tell you how long the call is. I was on the phone for like 57 minutes <laughs> and it wasn't cause I was on hold. It was a 57 yeah. minute phone call where, you know, she did have to put me on hold eventually and go talk to like, I don't know, somebody else. And eventually it got taken care of, but it literally took me 57 minutes on the phone with Verizon just to get my replacement watch to take over the cellular spot that I was already paying for. Yeah. I feel like actually that's sometimes more frustrating when you've got someone nice who's trying to help, but yeah. just doesn't know the answer. She was and you so like, can't nice. be mean, you know, right. you're, you're like, you're trying and I like I'm sure many of the listeners to your podcast too feel many times that, like we feel we're like we know more than you probably yeah. about some of this and that you, you try not to come off like that. And I mean, maybe I'm the only one who tries not to come off that way, but I'm like, I hear you, but maybe you can try this mm-hmm. and you just end up feeling yeah. like you're going to, you're never going to get off the phone and your problem's never going to be solved. Yeah. So here's another thing I wanted to talk to you about. Have you, um, have you used the walkie talkie feature? I used it when I was testing, yeah. but not anymore. So Jonas had a Series Zero Apple Watch. In other words, when the, the first one that came out, we got him mm-hmm. one, um, and he's worn it and like everything, he's taken care of. You know, uh, taking care of it, and uh, 
but it's like it that thing doesn't didn't it have, not get software updates anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's it 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 didn't support walkie talkie. It just yeah. all sorts of stuff. I don't even know if it got watchOS updates anymore. Um, it doesn't. Yeah, and those things didn't get good battery life to start. And four years in, he he really couldn't get through a day. Um, yeah, but he wore it and he liked it. Uh, so for his his birthday was last week, uh, and we got him a new Apple Watch. Uh, and he was, you know, a series four. Yes. Yeah, series four. Uh, actually got the Nike one because I like the Nike ones just because they come with the extra watch faces, the, the Nike ones, which I think are cool. And they're the same price as this regular aluminum ones. And if you don't like the Nike stuff, you don't, you don't see it. You know, there's no Nike logo on the actual watch. If you don't like the Nike strap, you don't have to wear it. Yeah. Um, but the strap is cool. It looks like Swiss cheese. I like those, those, I like the little the, holes, right? I like the ones with the holes better than the, the regular Apple ones that don't have the holes. Yeah, but you know, I agree. if you don't like them, swap them out. Um, so now he's got a new Apple watch. He was very happy with it, but had to decide, do we get cellular or not? And I thought, you know, it's like a hundred bucks more and $10 a month. And I, I just, it's, it wasn't like I was trying to cheap out on it, but I honestly don't think it's worth it. Uh, cause he's never without his phone. Like right. I can't imagine the scenario where. I mean, I guess theoretically, if his phone was stolen or lost, you know, and he still has his watch on, that might be convenient. But it, uh, you know, I don't know. It just seems like I, I, I just don't see the use case for it. But anyway, now, to, yeah. now he's got walkie. He's got a watch that supports walkie-talkie. It's so much fun. Is he bothering you all the time? No, no. But it's, is he like in school and he's under his desk being like, no, I haven't got one. From, I haven't gotten one from school yet, but I'm waiting for Dad, it. Dad, come in. Uh. But it's a really fun feature. And uh, we we have a house where we're stacked. It's a townhouse. And you just can't, you know, like from the living room, you can't yell to his bedroom and expect him to hear you. But being able to walkie-talkie to him, that like, hey, dinner's, dinner in two minutes, uh, it's really super convenient. That's where we we have the same situation now. We have I'm just working on, well, on one floor to another floor, I have the Alexa uh, conference mm-hmm. set up. Um, but, yeah, I didn't think about the watch. And the other, pro- <laughs> the other problem with walkie-talkie, and the reason I've only discovered the fun of it, other than just testing that it worked in the review period, is that Amy did have, <laughs> does have a Series Three watch that is walkie-talkie capable, and <laughs> she refused to accept my invitation. She's like, because that sounds- she doesn't want to be bothered by yeah, you she, during the middle shit, of the day. Exactly. She's like, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, there's stuff built in, right? You go back and forth. So like you initiate and then you're connected and you can go back and forth. So I guess she couldn't like, you couldn't interrupt her during a time where she she doesn't accept. She just didn't even want to try it. Yeah, I I understand. I'm on, I'm team Amy. Yeah, no, I mean, (laughs) maybe that's a better solution. Me and my wife both wear the Apple watch instead of getting another Amazon intercom. Yeah, it's, it really works well for that feature. I mean, I, it's, it's really fun. I, I really, it, it, I was unconvinced that it wasn't a gimmick. You know, I technically, I t- tried it and it worked, but I, I find that it's really cool. Yeah. Or I guess if you're like at a, pl- like a concert or something, you like want to keep. Well, a concert would be hard because you wouldn't be able to hear it's it. loud. Yeah. Right. Or like, yeah, yeah I don't know. You kind of need to text at a concert. Thing. But the other thing though, that I find myself doing, cause I do use Siri dictation a lot you know, where I'll dictate a text, you know, if I'm, you know, especially in the winter, you know, when I might have gloves on or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And when I'm talking to Jonas on the walkie talkie thing, I find myself 
almost uh, on the cusp of like saying period or question mark. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm so used to if I'm talking yeah. into my watch, if- I'm I'm I need to spell out the punctuation. <laughs> That's re- that's actually really funny because it's like I I do I whenever I think to do the text to speech, I never remember to do the punctuation, and like I because I it's just not part of my like it's not part of my habit, and so I'm always like oh crap, and I'll like delete it and then do it again with the punctuation. Right. So it's like so ingrained in your muscle memory to do that, and it's just not in mine. Yeah. Uh, all right, maybe I should take a break here. Uh, before we get really started, uh, you have a bunch of stuff to talk about, right? I, I mean, what, we could talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about the iPhone XR. All right. Well, let's do, let's hold on on that. And right now, let me tell you about our first sponsor. Believe it or not, new 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 sponsor on the show, LinkedIn. Whoa. Yeah, the right hire can make a huge impact on your business. That's why it's so important to find the right person. But where do you find that individual? You can post a job on a job board and hope the right person will find your job. But think about it. How often do you hang out on job boards? Don't leave finding someone great to chance. When you can post your job to a place where people go every day to make connections in their career and discover job opportunities, LinkedIn. Most LinkedIn members haven't recently visited the top job boards, but nine out of 10 members are open to new opportunities. 70% of the U.S. workforce is on LinkedIn. Posting on LinkedIn is the best way to get your job opportunity in front of more of the right people. Uh, People who are qualified for the role you're looking for and are ready for something new. There they are. They're right there on LinkedIn. It's the best time to find the person who will help you grow your business or fill the roles that you have open. A new hire is made every 10 seconds using LinkedIn. That's unbelievable. So go to linkedin.com slash talk, T-A-L-K. That's the code for this show, linkedin.com slash talk. And you, by using that URL, will get 50 bucks off your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash talk. And you'll save 50 bucks off your first job post. linkedin.com slash talk. Terms and conditions apply. And then you can go to LinkedIn and you can wish me a congrats on my work anniversary. Because <laughs> I just decided to log in to LinkedIn. Uh, unlike the stat that you provided, I don't log in as often as others. And I have a lot of people wishing me a happy five-year work anniversary. Ah. So sorry to all of you who wished me this, but I didn't respond and likely won't respond, but thank you. Five years at the Wall Street Journal. Let's talk about that. Five years. Uh, sure. What's different now? You do a lot more video, right? Yeah. I mean, I spent the last year and a half, almost two years helping lead our video department, which was uh, very informative about how to how to be a manager. Uh, so I did sort of a crash course in management over the last two years. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I, I spend more time doing my own video and now I'm actually getting back into writing and, and making my own videos on a more regular basis because, um, our video department is running along very smoothly. Um, what's what's your weekly output? I know you, you try to, you get one big sort of column a week, 
it's usually, you know, like a review or like a, like you were talking before, like an investigation into something like. Uh, no, I mean, I, so before I did my video department gig, I became the deputy head of video, executive editor of video about two years ago. It'll be two years in March. Before that, I was always, I was doing a column once a week um, and it was at a column and video once a week. And that was like, it was pretty demanding, especially with the video, right? Because the video uh, takes time to script, takes time to shoot, edit, um, then you know, especially lately, the ones that I've been doing have been a lot more higher production value and have been going after some pretty, you know, crazy stunts in in a way, uh, literally stunts with the Apple Watch video. And uh, so those take a little bit longer. But then when I started doing the the video department gig and, and more of the management position, I started I moved to about every other week I publish something now, um, maybe give or take. There was a big month, a chunk of time where it was uh, I took about six months off from like barely writing at all. Um, but now I'm and I was actually a really good period for me because I really started to figure out what I wanted to focus on and how I wanted to broaden out what I what I focus on or write about. Um, but, you know, the fall is usually Apple stuff like it's my year is usually cover other things in the off season of not covering the big fall gadget season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Is that interesting to anyone? No, I think yeah. it definitely is. Uh, I, cause you know, it's, I, I don't think people think about how, and they don't, they shouldn't, they should just, you know, see our work and read what they enjoy. But for us on the inside, it is very cyclical annually. Right. And, yeah. you know, and, and it's even crazier. Like I was talking to Dieter Bone about it. Like it's even crazier for you, you, you who review stuff outside of Apple, but fall just for me, reviewing Apple stuff alone is incredible. It's crazy. I mean, on the yeah, other this, hand, it's- and this year for me was crazy too. Like I, um, Look, I think, and it actually, like, I, I, I've spoken to some people about this, and probably not that publicly, but people said to me, you know, like, you really took your reviews in a pretty crazy direction this year. Like, if you look at the videos I did, you know, for the 10, 10S Max, I got George Marichon, the big basketball, ex-basketball player, to review it, because I was like, this thing's giant, and I need a giant to review it. And I just was like, let's do that. I, uh, the, the Apple Watch piece, I was ever since they had said on stage, like when they said, when Schiller said on stage about the fall detection, I think it was Schiller, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it was Schiller. I was like, I need to test that. And the best, oh, no, 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 it was, it was uh, Jeff Williams, Jeff Williams. Yeah, you're right. It's Jeff Williams. I'm like, I've watched that clip a couple times now or multiple times now. And I should remember. Um, and I was like, I, I need to test that in like a real way. And so it took I mean, the behind the scenes production of that piece where I got these stunt doubles was weeks in the making. Like it was it was uh, especially working at a place like The Wall Street Journal. There was a lot of legal things I had to do to make that piece happen. And people were just like, why did you do these things this year? And I was like, frankly, I think I was getting a little bit bored of the same thing every year. Um, and, like, you know, look, that goes to actually just the same thing that's probably happening in the smartphone market in, in some ways or shape or form. Like phones are phones and reviewing them is becoming harder and harder for us to do because a lot of it's not changed. Um, but yeah, this year, this year I pushed myself and there was a couple of weeks where I just was like, I think I'm going to collapse from exhaustion, but in a good way. Cause I had so much fun doing all of those pieces. Hmm. <laughs> fall detection. Literally collapse. My fall <laughs> detection would have gone off if I had collapsed. 
I have heard anecdotally from a few readers who've, you know, who've, who've, you know, fallen down a step or two or, you know, something like that. It, it, it seems to work re- remarkably well, like with very few false positives and when they've fallen, it's actually, you know, been helpful, you know, or accurate at least like, Hey, are you okay? Yeah. So far so good. Everybody who's told me about this has actually been okay. So. That's, yeah. I mean, that was like the crazy thing about taking the, <laughs> the leap to do that video was I had to get all these things set up with getting these stunt doubles who are really going to fall, who are really going to like, take these tumbles and I didn't really know it was going to work because I had kept trying to test it on my own with fake falls and it wasn't working. Yeah. So it was like, I'm putting a pretty expensive bet on this working. Um, I mean, I thought like the way I pitched it to my boss was like, even if it doesn't work, we're still going to do the story. Like right. we'll have these people falling and it doesn't detect it. And then we'll have Apple's comment about why it doesn't. But as you see in the video, it detected it pretty much every time right and Um, like we like recreated i tried to recreate each of the different trips and falls and slips that they did on stage so i remember talking about it that it was it was interesting because they like as a marketing thing for apple like it's obviously an interesting feature but how do you show it without showing things that are unseemly Right. It's like and, you know, everybody has said this. Everybody, everybody I know immediately after the keynote was thinking about like if you've got older parents or, you know, anybody, you know, who's older. I mean, that's it's a fall that somebody needs medical help for is more likely to happen to somebody who is older. Um, Mm -hmm. But Apple didn't show that. Right. It it, because it's, you know, yeah, they don't want to seem to be marketing it that way. Right. They don't want uh, to seem to be like we're marketing at this towards a certain age or right. demographic. And so they showed somebody like on a mountain, you know, active young man on a mountain bike taking a fall or something like that. Right. Well, yeah, um, they showed they've because I have watched it a number of times. They showed you know, a foot on a st- on a stool on a right. step stool. Um, yeah. I mean, but the, like the crazy thing is like I, I after testing it so much, I was like, I think everyone of all ages should have this mm. thing t- turned on. Yeah, like, well, it, it can happen, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, and the other thing, too, is to demonstrate the different types of falls, they switched to, like, pictograms. Instead of showing people right. falling, they showed, like, little cartoon outlines of people. Yeah, little, like, circular things with people in the center. Right, because, you yeah. know. <laughs> it'd be kind of funny if they yeah. showed it and it was, like, a jackass, you know, like the old t- yeah. TV show Jackass. <laughs> People taking terrible actual they falls. They should have done what I did was get st- real stunt doubles. Right. Would have solved all the problems. <laughs> uh. Yeah. No, it's a, it, no regrets about doing that whole video. It was totally worth it. All right. Where, what else we, what, do we have to talk about? What were you saying you wanted to talk about after the sponsor break? Well, the 10R. Oh, okay. Let's talk about the iPhone 10R. So you just yeah. got one. I just bought one. Yeah. 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 But uh, I, I wrote a piece last week or two weeks ago after, um, well, two things happened. One, Apple revised its its outlook and there was yeah. a lot of coverage of that. And then the journal had a story right on the heels of that, that the 10R, we didn't use the word flop, but yeah. that Apple has cut back production uh, and in a big way apple has missed the mark according to themselves right, right. Like apple thought that they were going to sell many much more of these phones and they haven't and they 
and especially in China, they thought they would. And the the journal scoop was about how they they basically you know have cut back production and uh, are disappointed in the sales, especially in China. And I read that and like you know said to my editor, "Can I write something on this?" Because well, one of the editors said, "Do you want to write something on this?" And I was sort of feeling that like I want to write something on this because. I think this is the best phone Apple's made in a really long time. And the the narrative about it right now is that it's a flop. And I think it's like I bought this phone. I recommend this phone to everyone. I gave it a glowing review. Like I want to have a voice in this about why why do I think this is happening? Um, and also like it was around – I had gotten like a couple days earlier the marketing email from Apple saying, you can buy this phone for $450, right? right. And then you read it and you're like, oh, okay, because I have to trade in a phone. And then it turns out actually I can only buy this phone, for, like get $200 off my other phone. Um, so, yeah, I like – I just – I love I love the phone. That's I do really too. all I want to say. Uh, I mean I don't use it. I use the XS um, for two reasons. I, I actually do use the, the telephoto camera lens a lot. And it was the one thing that in like the two week, week or two I spent using the 10R for the review full time. The one thing I missed was I'd see something like out in the street or something I wanted to take a photo of. And I'd go to switch to 2X and it's like, oh, not there. Like I just forget it. I just I, – but like the main thing is after yeah. having after having used the 10S for over well over a month, the 10R didn't feel it, – it, it, it didn't feel like – I, I – I kept thinking that the 2X camera was there because it just felt so much like an iPhone 10. Actually, it's, you know, at that point I'd been using an iPhone 10 or 10S for, you know, over a for year. For a year, yeah. And yeah. the 10R completely feels like an iPhone 10. Um, right. So I, I do use that 2X camera. I think most people don't. I anecdotally, you know, talking to friends and family, like, you know, I, I who have an iPhone 10, I, some of them don't even know it has a 2X camera. They just, you know, they turn on the camera, they point it, they shoot, and that's it. Um, no, look, it's the one thing I miss. And that that's where, like, I'd been using the review unit, and then I just finally came down and said, I need to buy a new phone. And the battery life is, you know, really the best the best thing about the phone. I think the biggest leap Apple's made in, in battery life in years. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I you know, this is what I need. Like, I, I, for me, I can go... Uh, well, let's see. What am I at right now? I'm at 73%. I probably actually haven't talked. I talk on the phone a lot. So usually, like, I'm at, like, 60% by midday on this thing. I don't think I've talked that much on the phone today. Yeah. Um, but, like, I'm going to make – every day I make it and have at least 15% battery life before I'm going to bed. I mean, one thing uh, I'm sure you'll agree on is – And when... I'm, like, a very heavy user. Like, I'm yeah. – on Twitter, I'm on email like all the time, especially if I'm in meetings during the day and I don't want to be the person on my laptop, you know. So, right. um, so even on a regular day, you're a heavy phone user. But I think you'll agree that while you're writing a review of a phone, you use the heck out of it, right? Because yeah, you're, more you know, so, yeah. You're, you're trying to get all of this stuff in. You know, there's you know an embargo date that's lifting on Monday, so you're trying to test the camera. You're trying to test this. You're you know you you right. use the heck out of it. You, you, you're you shooting video, which is a real battery killer because you want to get video footage to test it and stuff like that. When I was mm -hmm. testing the 10R, it was like I was using it, you know, and I'd get to like, you know, five o'clock or something like that. And then I'd like look at the battery and it would be like 70%. I was like, this is insane. Like, I cannot believe I this because I've been using this all day. Like, and I do think that 
it it's like the battery life is so good on the 10R that it actually I think has put Apple in a marketing quandary where they're actually seem to be saying it more and more in their like as they tweak the 10R message like I've seen yeah, more Yeah, I think the I think the marketing around the phone has been horrible. I, I feel like it, it's like they don't like it's it's most obvious on the um very excellent in terms of like the idea and helping you make your decision. But when you say com- you, you go to their compare page for iPhones and at mm-hmm. the top, you, there's a nice drop down and you can pick any three iPhones that are currently available. You know, everything from the 10 S max down to the iPhone seven or whatever the, you know, the, the last one that they're still selling is, um, and compare them the seven, and, yeah. and it gets really weird when you compare the 10s 10s max and 10r the three new ones on battery life because they don't really come out and tell you hey the 10r kills on battery life it's like instead yeah, of it's a, it says like one hour more i mean i can pull it up i think it's one hour more on like wireless web and then it's like or maybe an, let me just pull it up it's no. like there's like a very small delta between no, but they don't even Actually, compare the them. Stay the same. They don't even compare them to the same things. It's like they pull it up and see, but it, it's like, as I recall, they compare the 10R to like the iPhone 8 Plus and say how much better it is than an iPhone 8 Plus. But the 10S and 10S Max, yeah, they right. only compare to the iPhone 10. So they're not even comparing against the same phone. The 10S and 10S Max get compared against last year's iPhone 10, and the iPhone 10R gets compared against the 8 Plus. So that they're not even comparing the same thing. Well, you can do it in the manual, like compare drop downs. Yeah, but the, I'm te- but that's such a weird formulation that they compare. You know, you're looking at all three, and two of them. Oh, you're are right. Si- you're totally right. It says lasts up to one and a half hours longer than the iPhone eight plus. Lasts up to one out one and a half hours longer than the iPhone ten. But then if you go down and you scroll down, it says talk time. Yeah. Up to 25 hours. Up right. to 25 hours. Up to 20 hours on the t- iPhone XS. Then it says internet use for the iPhone XR. Up to 15 hours. Internet use on the XS Max. 13 hours. Internet use on the XS. 12 hours. Yeah. So they do some, yeah, you know. Could, yeah. But I, I think in in practical use. It, in it's, practical use, it's it, these numbers aren't even like ranking. Right. I, I, I really do think that in practice. So what's here? Let me just do the math yeah. real quickly. 15 divided by 13 is 101 point. So 15% more on, on yeah. quote, internet, on the internet use. I'm telling you, anecdotally, you get way more than 15% battery life on the 10R. It's way. Yeah. It, I mean, that's compared to the max, but yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I, they just, and, and, and I, don't, I feel like they don't want to hammer that point home because they don't want to make the 10s and 10s Max, which cost so much more, look bad in comparison. You know that that this the 10R really should be emphasized as the by far the best battery life Apple has ever put in an iPhone. But they don't really want to hammer. I, I feel like they can't bring themselves to hammer that point home because it makes the 10s and 10s Max look bad in comparison. Yeah. So when I was writing this piece about why I don't think the 10R is done as well, I mean, one of the reasons I think is that the 10R, as I said, the piece, the 10S and the 10X Max, you know, that, to me, the higher end pe- people who early adopters, people who have the money, they bought those, right? They're like, oh, this is the best iPhone I can get, right? That's where I actually like will argue I don't think it's the best iPhone you can get. I think the 10R is the best iPhone you can get. But Apple, like it makes sense. That's a more expensive phone, better screen, better, you know, slightly better camera with the extra lens, whatever. 
the 10 R like then has they have to make the argument that the 10 R is this like middle better middle case scenario that, you know, is less expensive than the higher end, but not as expensive or not as cheap, not as affordable or cheap as the iPhone 7 and iPhone 8. So it's like this weird middle child. And it doesn't they don't do a great job of marketing why you'd want that one. Like the best the best thing they seem to have come up with is colors. Right. And it's like that's that not the fun. answer. Right. The, the, the like, marketing is that it's more fun. Yeah. yeah. Like the like the video the the ad where all the people are running around in the streets with the with the yeah. suits on and it's like what? Like no, this is uh, to me. Like I've said it a couple of times. Like this is the best iPhone I've used in years. And to me, that's that's not only because of the battery life. It's just the blend of everything, right? Yeah. Like the battery life, the form factor. Yes, I do miss the zoom sometimes, but not enough. Like, and you still can zoom. You still, it's just not optical. You know, you're just getting digital yeah. zoom. Well, this was like what I harped on in in my review of the 10R, which you know I forgot about, uh, frankly, because I. I now have a real child, a human child, and not just my dog, um, was like when they told me in the briefing, no portrait mode for animals, I freaked out. Mm. I was like, what? Why not? What is it so much harder to do animals? Like, like, you know, what I, they, they shared some things on the record, off the record about, you know, the, the algorithms and how they're using it to identify faces and all of that. But, you know, I thought that was going to be the biggest thing to me. Like, am I going to miss portrait mode on, on browser? And turns out I didn't. And that's why I went for the 10R. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other thing, too, is that the the biggest, other than the camera, the other big reason, that, the other big difference is that the 10R has an LCD, LED, LCD screen, not OLED. Right. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. 2X retina instead of 3X retina. Um. But it turns out, I mean, I actually asked, I was like, is that the reason it gets better battery life? And I was told yes, that yes. That, that the LED, both both because LED is LED and because it has fewer pixels. Mm-hmm. Um, every, right, the, the lower you, resolution. Yeah, lower resolution means the GPU has to f- control fewer pixels mm-hmm. on screen and it actually is more efficient. It's it's That's the reason the, the 10R gets better battery life than the bigger 10S Max and way better battery life than the slightly the 10S, smaller 10s yeah. um and you say well okay so it's more efficient but it's a cheaper screen and it's only 2x it's like not even 10 quote unquote 1080p um i like the led screen i do see the difference yeah. in in blacks right like the oh i definitely see the difference when i go back to using yeah the but, OLED. The, but to me side by side the only place where i really prefer the oled is like when when having really deep blacks matter like watching if you're watching video or something and it's a dark mm-hmm. scary thing or black or whatever but i don't watch tons of video on my phone and the type of videos i do watch on my phone are just like you know like youtube reviews you know and, right. and so the the depth and having, my videos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. Like, you know, product That's reviews. That's what you meant. Yeah. yeah. Joanna's videos. No, I, yeah. that actually it's true, though. I probably do watch most of your videos I'm gonna on my phone. I'm going to put more black scenes in my in my videos for you. I don't do much where, where having the true black of OLED matters. If right. anything, I would rather have an OLED iPad because I do watch stuff like Netflix on my iPad where – you know, I'd rather have an OLED iPad and an LED phone than the other way around. I, I I understand why the iPad hasn't gone OLED yet for 
technical and cost reasons, but, but that's where I watch videos in my day-to-day life on the phone. I don't, it, most of everything I look at is, you know, white background and I actually like the led. I feel like it, it, it has better, if anything, better, uh, angles, you know, like you can look at it from any angle and it, and it, and it looks great. And the two X three X retina thing, I think is a total checklist looking at the specs nonsense because sure in theory, three X is better than two X, but the way that OLED works where it actually, you know, there's, there's a different count of the sub pixels. It's on led. It's simple. Every single pixel is red, green, blue on OLED. Um, I, I don't, I'm sorry for those of you who care, but I, I forget that which one it is, but it's like, there's like a green pixel for every pixel, but only every other one gets a red and only every other one gets a blue. It's like, when you look at it under a microscope, it's not a simple RGB layout. And this is a Neil Patel conversation. Yeah, it's, it's so, on for this. Yeah, I think we did talk about it when he was on, but basically though, if you count sub pixels, the is actual that me basically saying I didn't listen to that whole thing. Now, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, uh, if you count sub pixels, the actual red, green, and blue diodes under the screen, a three or two X LED has a is very close in resolution to a three X OLED. Like the reason OLED is three X is because at two X it would look terrible. It would look it would look worse right. than it. And so it's it's not even that much better, you know. And I don't see the difference. I don't look, and I know, you know, I'm, I'm getting older and I don't have the vision I used to, but I, d- I don't look at the 2X X10R and think, oh, those pixels are too big. I can see the pixels. It's, it's a great display. It's a great display. And I mean, going back to taking photos with it, I, 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 you know, for me, that's always the biggest kind of test with the OLED is like I, when I'm taking photos with it, is it look as, as good as the shot I'm going to take. Right. Right. Um, and I, I like I don't have that with the 10R. Or just like take I I like taking photos with it. I think my photos look great on it. Again, just wish I could have portrait mode of browser, but you know. Yeah, it's you know. It's I think a, it'll come someday. I think I, Apple's going to be working on portrait mode for browser on on the 10R for me. Well, I think that the technical reason it's browser and, mode. It's what they're going to they're calling it internally. <laughs> I heard. I, it's because portrait mode with the the cameras with two lenses use both lenses right. at the same time to get the depth uh, mask or whatever they call it. Whereas with only one camera lens, they've got to figure out the they're depth using software. Right, yeah. and the software it's like the machine learning thing they have is specifically trained on human faces. Yeah. You know? Well, that's I, for the video. I went. I, I had this other crazy idea for the video that I wanted to find like animals that look like humans, um, but I ended up going to a farm to shoot it. Yeah, and tried it with like every animal I could: goats, cows. Uh, we had a duck in there, and you know, I couldn't. I couldn't get it to work. I did get it to work. If you've watched the video with the front-facing camera, so if you hold the front-facing camera because there's two yeah. cameras there. And you do a selfie with an animal or you hold the camera around the other side. You flip the other side and you're shooting with that. You can use portrait mode yeah. to get animal photos. I tried it with mannequins. This is – this is oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it it works great if it's sort of a – it works exactly as you'd think with a mannequin that is pretty much 
human realistic, but most stores these days use sort of iconic mannequins, you know, like they don't really have eyes. They're just sort of like blank faces. You know what I mean? And yeah, so that's mo- a weirder idea than, uh, than testing with the farm animals, I have to say. It makes a lot of sense. That a realistic it really ma- does. A realistic mannequin, it works great. And with the sort of unrealistic, would you never... This is giving me an idea. Yeah, it's... I ended up not publishing those because I didn't. I felt like I didn't take enough of them. Like I, I took a couple... Didn't have and, enough comparison. Yeah, and it's like when I first found the one that was... There's like a, a sort of like a secondhand shop nearby that often puts they have a, like a it's creepy little girl mannequin but it's really you know human realistic you know painted eyes you know it actually it's not just a blank you know it has the coloration you know uh, and so out of the corner of your eye it looks like a little creepy little girl just standing perfectly still outside their store and you know the 10r portrait mode just it got her it worked perfectly every time when i was shooting pictures of it and that like and mm-hmm. i'd already taken a few of other mannequins that have like blank faces uh, and it never, it didn't work with any of them. And then the manager of the store called the police on you. Exactly. Like what? It's <laughs> <laughs> with this guy taking pictures of this all the mannequins. This guy is taking pictures of a child mannequin. Right. <laughs> from, from multiple <laughs> angles. From multiple <laughs> angles. <laughs> and then he keeps taking out different phones and taking them. Yeah, that was true. <laughs> Absolutely true. Totally normal guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, it is funny because I, so, yeah. I, I think I think one of my favorite portrait mode photos I've ever taken with an iPhone 10 was uh, of a dog last year. I don't even know whose dog it was. I was at some beer garden place uh, outdoors and their neighboring table had this adorable like a black lab. Uh, very friendly. And he just was looking right at me like just like like he wanted his picture taken and i was like do you mind and i asked i was like do you mind if i take a picture of your dog nice Uh, because i wanted to see how portrait mode worked and they're like sure go ahead you know and i took a picture and it was just and it just one of those portrait mode shots that you it comes out and it's like i cannot believe i took this picture with a i cannot believe this came off a cell phone you know yeah no that's i have a couple i mean having a real child i i now appreciate those moments so much more too because i like not that i don't love my dog as much um, if not more than my real child, yeah. but I one love the, them equally. You love all your children equally. <laughs> one of the other cool but things. You only have one child, but do you have a, yeah. do you have a, do you have a pet? No, we don't have pets. Yeah. We travel too much. That's what I tell them. Yeah. They're all, they're constantly on me about it. Everybody wants pets, but, but me. Yeah. But then I you don't know the feeling of your, a, of your I son, a, you know, bonding with your dog. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems yeah. like a lot of work. It It is a lot of work. And now, yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> and now January. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I see people walking their dogs outside and I'm like, not me. And I know that if we had a dog, it would be me. It would be me out there walking the dog. It's me every night and every morning. Oh. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's just easier to say no before you're in love with a dog. I had a dog growing up and I loved him uh tremendously so i know exactly what it's like and if i had you know if he came back i would i would you know i would i would of course do everything i could to to make him as happy as i could but it's easy to say no before you fall in love with the dog yeah and before you see your child fall in love with the dog yeah 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 because i was i was the closest to our dog growing up because i was the kid you know Mm -hmm. yeah i mean our dog currently hates our kid but yeah (laughs) 
I mean, he loves him when he's dropping. He loves him when he's dropping food. It's it's wonderful for him. He's like, this is a full on buffet. And then the kid is like pulling his tail and, you know, tugging at his ears and trying to give him a hug. And he's just like, I don't like hugs and I don't like to be touched by you. But he just sits there and takes it. Yeah, he really does. He's such a good dog. Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, so, what a, but speaking of battery life, uh, have you gotten these the new battery cases to test? I got mine this morning. Yeah, um, um, I, well, I haven't gotten the ten R one. Hmm. Do you have the ten R one? No, I only I only got the one for the ten S because I'm. Yeah, that's um, what you have. I've still like like you. I still have my ten R review unit, but the only one, the only phone I use right now is my daily carry personally owned ten S. So I got I yeah. just asked for the ten S battery pack well yeah i mean i that's the same like i just i bought the the red 10r a couple of weeks ago and i've been just using it and so i'm like when i get the battery case on here i think i'm i'm estimating but even before like really looking at the the milliamp hours and all that i've seen a lot of it i don't i don't even want to look at it i just want to i'm betting i can go two full days without charging Hmm. what do you think when did your show up Oh, I haven't gotten the 10R battery case yet. It's oh, it's going to okay. come next week, they said. All right. I guess I should uh, just go to the store, but Yeah. Um so, I got the 10S, but I'm not using the 10S anymore. Right. I'm not, you yeah. know, I don't feel like using it taken out. I don't like to carry multiple phones anymore. I'm just too forgetful. Yeah. I don't need this battery pack on a daily basis. I I I think in even with the iPhone 10, it's since I've, you know, in the last I guess, what is that, 13 months, 14, 15 months, however long since I've been using an iPhone 10, I think that there have only been maybe two days where my phone has actually run out. And I think maybe even only, I could probably count on my fingers and toes the number of days where my phone's gotten to the red. Uh, hmm. Probably. A, what kind of life do you days. live? What do you do? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know how I, I don't know. I, I guess cause I'm not on the phone during the day that much. I don't know. Um, Very but I computer, usually, I, I get through a day. Notifications turned off all of no, them. No, no, I don't do anything like that. I get lots of notifications. You're not but, that par- Yeah. Like, are you not that popular? You don't get a lot of notifications. I don't know. I'm on my computer so much of the day when I'm working that it's, you know, I don't know. I, I get through the day easily on the phone most days and it's days like when we're on vacation or something like that. And I'm on only on the phone and not, near a charger or something that Mm -hmm. I need something like a battery pack or something. So I would never, it wouldn't even occur to me vaguely to use this battery case all day, every day. But like when I go to like uh, the days when Apple has an event, you know, death on a battery because it's I'm on the, on the phone and it's, you know, trying, it's a struggle to get a signal because there's a thousand other people all, you know, trying to get a a signal. Uh, I'm taking lots of pictures, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so for like a, a, something like that, I like this case is definitely going in my travel bag. Um, I think it'd be great, but it's weird. Yeah, I, I, like I, I, it's it's the weird thing for me. It's like I could. I if, we'll see what happens with the testing. But like, if I could go two days without test without charging, do do I even care? Right. Yeah. Like, I can charge at night. Um, and I also just got this fancy clear case for the 10R. I've been testing clear cases for the 10R. And by testing, I mean just buying random ones on Amazon. And I put like a wallet attachment on the back. And I kind of would rather have the wallet attachment than a big battery hump. Hmm. Uh, 
I actually did a review. I don't know if you saw it. I, I should write a piece about cases. It? Oh, I wrote it, but then I did a video review on Twitter of the uh, clear battery case. I don't do videos. I saw that. Very often. I saw that. It was my uh, favorite. I, 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 I was it's a, clear. You're like it's like just like hearing the box. Or, yeah, it I was. Mean. It was completely wordless, and a lot of people enjoyed it. I just opened it up and and yeah, I and watched that. I bent it and I tapped it on our our kitchen counter because mm-hmm. I you know I feel like that was the point of that was to sort of try to convey through the video a sense of what type of material it is because mm-hmm. that it's you know the clear case is a very different material than Apple's other silicone cases. Because it's you know you have to use entirely entirely different materials to make it clear. Um, I, I had so much fun making that video. Uh, yeah, after I watched it, I said I, I watched it. I said we need him to come work at the Wall Street Journal video department. <laughs> I watched that and I said, now this is I've got to recruit him. There were like one or so two people though who were really our upset. recruiter should be in touch soon. There were one or two people though who were so upset that I didn't didn't say anything. They were like, but I want to know what you think. And, I was like, I don't know. It's, you know, it's wait for the review. Um, but I do think it's yeah, a no, nice. I mean, it's a nice case, but I, the button on the side of the Apple yeah. case is very is very hard. Yeah, it's uh, it's it doesn't have a lot of give. So now I'm using this case from Spigen, and the button on the side is is just the right amount of give. But I don't. It's a little bit thicker than the Apple case. I have the Spigen one. I bought a few too, even though I I don't. Plan, I don't I'm plan to buy and own a 10R, but it, you know, in the name of uh, uh, having an opinion and being able to, it, it's perfect that I did. Now I yeah. feel like I'm justified. I've, I spent. We're having this conversation. This is the review. Yeah, yeah it's a business expense. Uh, yeah. But I bought the Spigen one because it was well regarded. And the mm-hmm. thing that drives me nuts about the Spigen one is that they put so much text all over the sides. Like, look at yes. the sides. It's like. I know. And, and it's all sorts of crazy stuff. Like, like in the corners, they have it labeled as like anti-cushioning, you know, anti-fall cushioning technology. And it's Wait, clear. I don't have that on mine. No, look on the one corner. Come on. It's like the bottom right corner on the side. There's like what tiny... color is your oh there it is but yeah. mine's red so it's really concealed it is because it's a clear case it is very concealed uh, uh you know what you color have... is your 10r uh yeah you would be able to see this way better if you I had like the a, one of the blue one. ones I yeah have the blue one i was gonna uh, say that if you had a blue one this is... i didn't notice that till now i mean it was bothering me already that it said speaking on the side oh no i don't have the blue one i have the white one I have the boring yeah, one. Yeah, you'd see it on that too. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I have the red one, which is the best one. And <laughs> I like the red. I asked for red and I got white. I bought the red. So yeah, it was just no no brainer. <laughs> it was funny because I think that they were a bit constrained on the review units. And it was like, they, at first Apple PR was like, hey, we're, you know, what color 10R would you like? And I I think I asked for blue or blue or red, I think I said. And then they were like, how about white? <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> So my funny story with that is they gave me a black and I said, is there any way I can get a red? And I had already known in my head that my I wanted the video to be um, I, had, I had an idea that I wanted to hang the phones in an apple tree. Hmm. And because yeah. I wanted the whole review to be, you know, which apple do you pick? Right. And for some reason they were like yeah we can get you the red and it like just worked out really well because you don't want to have like a black phone hanging in an apple tree well and that was partly why i i happily accepted the white one which i think was the well black probably would have been the worst one because it would look the most like 
my the ten my black iPhone ten right. So white was yeah. better than black. Uh, even though if I were personally to buy a ten R, I'd probably get black because I just buy black everything. Um, but the reason I, I got the sense from Apple PR that there weren't enough of every color for everybody to get red or blue or whatever the most vibrant ones. I think and I'm the only one who had the red. I as I've from the reviews I saw, I think so. And I, and I don't blame. Oh no, um, uh, MKBHD got red, of course. Yeah. Because how could you not give him red? Yeah, it's uh, his brand. But I don't do video reviews, and I don't take my own product photography for my reviews. So you know, it, yeah, I happily took one for the the my my colleagues, my fellow reviewers across the spectrum. That you know, let let the yeah. ones who actually are going to shoot videos take the colorful ones. I, I'll happily take the boring white one with no complaint. But and anyway, if, that's, and if you're wondering or anyone here listening wondering why I've put so much time and effort to my case shopping, it's that I broke my original review unit. <laughs> you break review units all the time. <laughs> Every time. I broke the 10s Max, and I also broke the 10R. <laughs> and it's because I don't have cases on it. I They slip out of my pocket. They slip off of things when I'm charging them. And it's, yeah. The 10R on the back just shattered in the corner. <laughs> Which, by the way, like, if you don't have Apple Care, it is, like, it it costs you, like, half the phone to replace the back at it's, this point. It's, like, $500 it, to just swap out the back if you don't have Apple Care. Hmm. I don't have Apple Care. I don't either. I've, I haven't bought Apple Care. That's why I have a case. I haven't Are you bought... on the upgrade program? No, I'm not. Because I, I don't like things like that. I don't understand it. I might maybe save. I would save money. I, I do buy myself a we new would iPhone save every money. year. We I would. don't. I, I yeah, but I don't understand it. I I like the simplicity of okay, the phone you want costs eleven hundred forty nine dollars, and then I pay eleven hundred forty nine plus the tax, and now I've paid the money, and now I own the phone, and the phone is mine. I, right. I don't. Well, I, don't, I think. We're both probably privileged enough to afford that on yes. one hand. I think we're also, I don't know about you, but I like, I'm like, I don't want to necessarily give that phone back. What if I want to keep it? What if it's a, right. you know, what if I wanted to be a family, family heirloom? Like, what, I, I don't want, I don't want to give you this phone when I'm done with it. Um, and I'm with you the same, the like last one is like, I want to pay it outright and like not have any hidden fees anywhere. Like, I just want to know where my money's going. Right. Yeah. Anytime and- I do a story on upgrade programs or cellular whatever program monthly bills that AT&T or Verizon are trying to sell you on some new great monthly thing that's going to bundle everything. It's always, it's, it's never beneficial to the customer, the consumer. It's like pretty much my reporting anytime I do anything on cellular plans. Um, yeah. And so like, I, and I'm an idiot. I keep all, I've got every iPhone I've ever owned. Um, uh, and so I've got like a little mini museum of iPhones and I, I, I don't do that with my other stuff, you know, uh, or I guess, but I, I guess I do, I guess I do have a bunch of old Macs, but I don't have them set up like in a museum or anything like that. They're just in boxes. Uh, but every once in a while I like to get out an old iPhone and just sort of compare it. Uh, but like with Amy's, uh, we just, you know, sell them or give them to friends or hand, you know, you know, you know, put them to good use, you know, like trade it of, in for the 10 R. Right. Well, we don't do the trade in, but it's like, uh, like my friend Lee who runs a place here in Philly, Hopsing laundromat, uh, 
he, he doesn't like buying new phones. So we just sell him Amy's old one every year. Yeah. Um, um, but I, you can't do sense. that with the trade-in program. I, again, I, I think that it, yeah, like you said, I almost certainly would save money, but I'm not on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like leasing. I don't, I don't, I, I've never leased a car and I understand if you want to get a new car every three years, it's better to lease, but I just, I don't know. Yeah. I'd I'm currently leasing a car for that reason. Right. But I see on the other, I'm the idiot who's driving a car from 2006 because I own it and it has nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I actually, that's not an idiot. That's like one of the few areas of my life where I'm financially sensible. Yeah. And if you know that that kind of car is going to work for you for 10 years, then why not? Yeah. 15 years. Would you say t- since 2006? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. T- 2006. Well, we don't drive much. It's we have one car. Right. And it, it just it literally just this week went over 55,000 miles. So it's mm. we don't we don't do a lot of driving. So what is that? That's like 5,000. 55,000 miles since 2006. Yeah. So wow. 12 years, only 55,000 miles. Wow. Really, honestly, yeah, we probably you're doing city driving and right. yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Right. But I, I, I just figure I'm going to outgrow this car. And, and I had thought last yeah, it's a five year lease. Yeah. Well, it is tech. Technically, it's actually ridiculous because the car doesn't even have uh, it. It doesn't even Do you have, have a tape deck in there. Yeah, we, I literally have it. It has a tape deck and a CD player. And you have one XM. of those ta- your, the tape to 3.5 millimeter headphone jack in there? We did, but it at some point broke and I never bothered to replace it. Uh, I probably should buy it. And do those one. work with the... the I no, they, they do. They work with the dongle, right? To yeah, go I guess, into an iPhone. Yeah, I'd have to get it. I have to use the dongle, I guess. I don't know. I guess I should get a new one. I don't know. We just usually just listen to the XM radio. So, but, but I don't how have... how do you have XM radio in there? Oh, we it do. Had, yeah, it came with it. Oh, like the subscription. Yeah, yeah, but we don't have any, you know, not only, you know, CarPlay, forget about CarPlay. We don't even no. have uh, the 30-pin connector for the old iPods. <laughs> like, there's no forget line in there. I don't even have a CD player in here. Yeah, well, we do have a CD player, but yeah, what, yeah, who yeah. has CDs anymore? No <laughs> it's <one>. ridiculous. <laughs> no, actually, we're in this, like, book of the month club for, for Noah, and it came, one of the books came with a CD last month. And I was like, what the hell is this? He's like, look, you know, he's like, he's playing around with it. Like it's a Frisbee or something like, you know, it's like, where would I put this CD? <laughs> we, um, we got some, a friend's kid, a gift. It was like a Penn and Teller magic kit, uh, for Christmas or over the holidays. Uh, and it comes with a DVD and it was like, I even said, I was like, uh, I don't, I don't know what you're going to do with the DVD. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, you know? sorry. It was a DVD. It was it yeah. was a DVD that came in with the book. Uh, yeah, I I don't. What am I gonna do with that? I don't have a DVD player anymore. I bought the I forget what brand, uh, but I bought like a USB DVD player a while back, knowing mm. you know that we don't have any we don't have any Macs in in active use anymore that have uh, the slot. So I bought one and. So I, I thought, I, you know, just in case when I need it, but I don't know where I put it. <laughs> it's somewhere in my office, I guess. No, uh, I have one of those too. I, I have don't know one where of those it is. From when I used to, I used to test the MacBook Air so often, the old MacBook Air with Windows. So I had a USB powered, same thing, CD, DVD drive. Yeah, where is that thing? It was made by Samsung. It was like pretty cheap. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. So I've got one, but it's. I, but I, on the other hand, since buying it, probably at least a year ago, maybe longer, but at least a year ago, I've lost track of where I put it in the office, never used it, and have never once thought, oh, now I need it. You know, I, right. I just, I've literally gone an entire year without once even having the vague urge of, okay, I've got this CD or DVD in my hand. You know, where's that thing so I where can actually use this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just a technology that has just dropped off the face of the earth. Right. Like, possibly at some point soon, USB ports and headphone jacks. You know, it's kind of funny thinking about it. Like, it wasn't that many years ago where Netflix, when they first tried to make the switch from their discs by mail delivery and wanted to rename that, they picked a goof. I forget what the goofy name for it was. And just used the Netflix name for the online streaming. And there was outrage, <laughs> outrage right. from the people who were getting their discs by mail. Uh, but talk about, you know, uh, uh, being ahead of the, you know, mm-hmm. being ahead of the curve. <laughs> like, I, I think if you went around to teenagers today and told them that, you know, yeah, 12, what Netflix used to be <laughs> like 10 years ago. <laughs> Yeah. Like you'd have to explain to them. I mean, how many episodes would feed like how many episodes of Stranger Things or what did I else did I just watch on Netflix? I just watched like the worst series on Netflix. Would you how many CDs would you need? Uh, (laughs) Well, you couldn't even binge. Like how many DVDs would you need? Yeah, we've we've had Netflix since that era and it was wonderful. It was really so much better than going to video stores. But but to get like a TV series, you'd have to like mail, you know, watch. I guess TV series, usually the DVDs would have more than an episode. It'd have like, right. you yeah, know, they would have they'd have multiple. But like yeah. I'm looking at Friends because I used to watch Friends on DVD. And I feel like one season was a couple of was a couple of discs. Mm-hmm. For, OK, so it, on the box set, the complete series of Friends on Amazon, a hundred bucks is forty discs. <laughs> this is a good story. That's a funny story. Like you just give that to like a millennial who's been watching not millennial, I don't even know, like yeah, but, whatever, yeah. younger well, teenagers. I'm de- I, teenagers, yeah, I, but, teenagers. And see if they could figure it out. Did I tell you did I tell you this the last time you were on? I, it, it's a total thing that teenagers love friends. My my you know Jonas just turned 15. He over the last 2 years has watched the entirety of Friends all really? all seasons twice. What? <laughs> I swear. What does he and love it, about it? He's just like the he just, I mean, I guess what's changed? Nothing. I've, I've tried to, you know, I'm like, what is it about it? And he's like, I don't know. I just think it's funny, you know, and he's watched Seinfeld too. But Friends to me stands out more as a, I can't believe it stands the test of time. And Amy was telling me it's, it is such a sensation on Netflix and it is so popular on Netflix that the the cast of Friends is still making, every one of them is still making like $20 million a year from their residuals on Friends because of the Netflix uh, deal. Well, it was like, funny because last last night I was watching Shameless. You ever watch the show on no, Showtime? No. And it, I mean, you shouldn't anymore. The first couple seasons are amazing, and now it's like I'm ninth season, and I'm like, I'm still watching. Why am I, I still watching? But Courtney Cox was on it, and I was like, Does she have to do this show? Nope. Like, she's <laughs> yeah, she's on like the ninth season in the middle of the series and the season. What is Courtney Cox doing on here? Yeah. Like what? She doesn't have to do it. And yeah. she's like, what else? She's been in, uh, what's it called lately? Um, some other cable thing. I don't uh, know. 
I, I saw somebody had a story. I might have been the New York Times. Somebody had like a, a culture story on the the unbelievable popular sustained popularity of friends and and the bizarreness that it's it's like core audience now are kids who weren't born when friends was on and you know you can't prove what the appeal is it's all subjective but that uh that there's something about the pre-internet pre-phone world that friends has that there's a simplicity to to life in that era that appeals to kids in today's you know text 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 Hmm era i will read that story because that sounds interesting uh no it's fascinating and you know what one of my favorite things about that friends thing because i i'm it just appeals to me i just like it when people are good people uh and i like it when uh, people behave in a uh, i like the stories of camaraderie and i just love that the six key cast members of friends throughout the entire run of the show always negotiated together everybody got paid the same amount and it was they just negotiated everything as a block and as you know like jennifer aniston maybe right, got jennifer more, aniston got more popular or or maybe courtney cox was more popular at the beginning or uh chandler yeah. you know whatever whoever you know was it, they just they just like nope we like each other we're this is great but let's let's keep it simple we'll negotiate as a block and all six of us will get the same salary and i just love yeah. that yeah. yeah, it just I mean, I, I watch them like on those sort of shows. I, I watch them on like TBS. I love TBS still because mm-hmm. like I think we've talked about this on one of your podcasts before. It's just like the the serendipity of turning on and of turning on TV and watching something that you didn't think of watching. Like I, I love that still. And it's the pretty much the only reason I still have cable. Yeah. Um, I and like I just too. like the, yeah, it's just like for me, like I don't want to go to some, this is like sometimes in a mood I've had to make a lot of hard decisions during the day. I don't want to make a tough decision of what to watch on Netflix. Yeah. And like I don't really want your algorithms trying to pitch me on something that like you think I'm going to like and then I lose myself in it because I want to watch till the end because that's the kind of person I am. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I watch on TBS all the time and it's every time I turn it, turn it on, it's like still funny it's, or still like makes you chuckle at the ridiculousness of – Yep. I don't know. Something. Um, all right, I, I have to a... go soon, by the all way. Right. <laughs> How soon? <laughs> like 10 minutes. All right. Well, I got to I got to squeeze I in. I penciled an hour and a half. All right. And I started late. Uh, well, let me let me tell you about care of what is care of. They spell it C-A-R-E slash O-F. It's a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. Look, it's a new year. Make your health and wellness a top priority with the help of Care-of's monthly subscription vitamin service. Whether you're focused on glowing skin, boosting your energy levels, getting more sleep, or just generally being more healthy, you can build a vitamin routine that's made just for you and your health goals. Care-of has a fun online quiz that asks you about your diet, your goals, your lifestyle choices. It takes five minutes, and then it helps you Get scientifically backed vitamin and supplement recommendations based on your answers to those questions. 90% of people fall short of FDA-recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient. Find out where you're lacking with Care-of's online quiz and get back on track to reaching your health goals. Uh, it can be really know to, to know it can be really hard to know what vitamins or supplements you should be taking, but that quiz will really help you make that decision uh, and be informed rather than just you know randomly picking. This, that, and the other thing. 
Uh, also, a portion of every sale goes to the Good Plus Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins. Really, really great cause. Very important. They've got vegan and vegetarian supplement options available to match your dietary needs, too. So what do you do? Take advantage of this month's special New Year's offer for 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code TALKSHOW50. That's TakeCareOf.com with special code TALKSHOW50. TALKSHOW50 is how they spell the code. Um, so here's uh, – before we go, I want to talk MacBook Air. Got to talk keyboards. Um I just want to say one thing about the battery case that showed up. It showed up, it had totally dead charge. I put the phone really? in. Put the phone in and it and the iOS recognized it and instantly gave you that smart, clever thing that says, okay, your phone's at 99% because it was like first thing in the morning. The battery case is at zero. And so far, everybody I've talked to, like Renee Ritchie got one a couple days ago. Every And a couple people are starting to get them today, just, you know, pre-orders. Everybody shows up with zero charge. And I think it's a legal thing with standalone lithium ion batteries, because one thing Apple does say on the ordering page at apple.com is that they have to ship by ground. You can't pay for air mm-hmm. shipping. Yeah. Um, and because it's at zero, I mean, it was enough to, to let it see it. I took it up and I put it on my bedside. I put my phone in it, put it on my bedside charger on the, the key, chi, chi charger. And it did, it lit up the chi charger. Like, okay, this is doing something. Uh, and I actually went back to sleep for a bit and then I woke up and the, the case was even deader than it was originally. It like no longer even like the iPhone didn't even know it was plugged into a smart chase, smart case, like the chi charging did nothing. Um, and so I think because it's supposed to charge the phone first. Yeah. And I think it did that and it was already at zero and it just was like, I think you need to have some kind of charge to do chi because it's like a two way handshake. So I think a completely dead, but thing can't charge by chi. I think you, so when you get it, anybody out there, and I think Apple should tell you this and it doesn't seem to mm-hmm. tell you in my perusal of the guide, you should charge it by lightning first, even if you plan to charge it by chi going forward. I, I thought at first it might be broken. I thought maybe I got a, a dud, but I charged it by lightning and everything is fine after that, including chi charging. But when you, was the phone dead or did the, had the phone no, been no, the charging phone was complete. The phone was completely charged, but after, you know, the, the case, oh, which okay, started so at zero, it, it went from it. being at zero, but the phone could still see that it was zero to being like, it was like a, like, like it wasn't a battery case at all. Like it was just a case. Like it didn't even the, you know, when you'd go to the battery thing in control center, uh, that tells you, hey, here's your phone's charge. Here's your case's charge. It, the case didn't even wasn't even listed. It didn't even give it a zero. Yeah, because I got an email from Apple just explaining some of the info about it, and they were saying that you know, depending on how you charge your phone, it depends. The order of charging the phone or the case matters yeah. on the type of charger you have. So, yeah. like a five watt charger is going to charge the phone first. A ten or twelve watt. Twelve watt charger is going to charge the iPhone and the case simultaneously, and um, higher up it goes more like I don't know, case yeah. thirty watts, I don't know, forty, ten, eighteen watts. It will do you know fast charge the iPhone, then fast charge the case. I think obviously they've made this this battery pack more smarter quote unquote, than the yeah. last one in terms of how fast it can charge. Yeah. And I think that's why they're not talking about mega amp hours because it's not really, a, that's not a good metric. Uh, it's really, it's a lot more complicated than that. And the smartness 
you know, is, is definitely there. It's definitely pretty clever. Yeah. Um, anyway. I, I mean, I just wrote back because this is anyone who knows my my biggest fight against Apple now knows that it it pains me that they still sell sell the five watt charger in the in, or when you buy an iPhone, the five watt charger charger is what's included. Mm-hmm. Um, I bring this up in every review and every meeting with Apple. Um, so all well, the more reason they should sell it with a 10 watt or 12 watt charger. All right. Let me push back on that though. I, I, I wrote that You're at one wrong. point too and said, I even described it as shameful. I thought with the iPhone 10, but the, the mm-hmm. pushback I got from people was that some people they charge overnight. Well, they're not, a, they don't care about how fast it is. They care about how small it is. And yeah, that they, but Apple can make it that small. Well, like that, a little bit bigger. Right. That would be the ideal would be something faster than five watt. Maybe even if it was like seven and a half watt or something, you know, but could they get a yeah. 10 watt charger into a size like that? I don't know. But yeah. the, the size of the five watt charger is a big deal. And there really are a lot of people uh, who prefer it. And I know like you say this to some people who really think it's, you know, just are concerned about speed and they're like, that can't possibly be true. Who would prefer it? But they really, there's just, they don't, they, they don't know. They don't care about the speed. It's so it's but where are they putting what? Like, I, where are they putting it that there's no space for a little bit bigger charger? Uh, well, it, I think it's like, like some people have said pocket. Some people have said, uh, women with small purses like to keep one in their purse. Uh, and I have that, a small that sometimes you can be the... like in a coffee shop or something like that. And because somebody already has something in the one socket, you, there's not room. For okay. The... I see that point. I see that point. The ones that cover like, right. you know, the longer chargers that cover the other, other socket. Right. I see that. I right. see that point. The thing I, you know, I, I'm just telling you that it's not me. I, you know, I don't really like that charger. I don't like the way that the prongs are always sticking out on it. I like the ones, even if they're bigger, I like the way to have the prongs. I don't know why, but I, I don't like that the prongs are always sticking out on it. But I'm just telling you that there are people. And, I, you know, let's face it, though. It's also got to be it's cheaper for Apple to include the 5 Well, that's why I, I get so angry about it. Right. But I do think right? that... Because then it, they want to upsell you to the 12-watt charger. Most people who, who have an iPad have a 12-watt charger. So it's not like right. you can't just find one lying around. But if you want to upgrade to that, you're paying like 20, 20 bucks. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can just buy like a better anchor one on, on Amazon, which is what I've been suggesting for like five years now. But... Yeah. Um, no, I, um, I think that the next iPhone, I'm actually not sure about the USB-C rumors. I don't, I, I no way. I, I say no way. And I'm not speaking I from any no inside way. info. I say no way on the USB-C port on the iPhone itself. Right. But I could see them moving to a higher watt charger oh, in the box yeah. with a USB-C in. Yeah. Because, uh... It, it it at this point all of their new MacBooks and the iPad Pro can charge a phone, but they can only charge it with USB C out. Right. So I think what the next iPhone will come with is a hopefully right. It'll still be a lightning charger, but it'll be USB C on the other end. And with some kind of USB C brick, which hopefully would not be five watts. <laughs> yeah. So this would be the year. 
but uh, you know, hopefully, because I think it's ridiculous that you can't charge a brand. You can go into an Apple store and buy a brand new MacBook and a brand new iPad Pro and a brand new iPhone, right? And so you, wow, aren't you a great Apple customer? You're spending thousands of dollars on these three products, and then you take them home and you can't charge the phone from either of those two thousand dollar plus devices without buying right. an ex a very expensive, you know, thirty dollar cable from Apple or using a dongle. And if you use a dongle, you're losing the power delivery. Yeah. And I mean, one day we may get out air power so we can charge some of these yeah. things simultaneously, though that'll be slower. I mean, that's yeah. going to be wireless speeds. But yeah, it's I think just ridiculous I, that if you buy a brand new MacBook and a brand new iPhone, you can't charge the phone from the MacBook without spending $30 on a cable. That you, you, you can't know. charge the MacBook. You mean you can't no, no, no. charge? You can't plug the phone into the MacBook without an extra yes, cable that doesn't right. isn't right. included. I mean, yeah. you know, Google does the right thing with the Pixel, and they ship. Uh, you know, it takes USB C in, but it it has it. They ship it with a little dongle, so you can charge it from any USB C. Like it's in mm -hmm. the box, so you can charge it from a US USB C to USB C, or you can charge it from USB A to USB C right there in the box, and you know. For a $750 phone, it doesn't seem like a lot to ask for <laughs> put the dongle in the box. No. No, but don't, I'm now thinking it through and it's like if you have the USB-C, you know, whatever, the other side of the cord, it's, it's going to – I mean it will be a slow – it will be a hard adjustment for some people. But, you know, most of the ecosystem is moving to USB-C in anyway. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe that Apple will switch the iPhone itself to USB-C. And I know that there's I some, somebody piped up with a rumor this week that they did. And there's leaks. There's a of, report this week. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't buy it. And it wasn't a, it didn't seem like a report came from anywhere sensible. I think that it's one of those cases where, yes, the iPad Pro did move to USB-C. But I think it's one of those cases where if you listen to what Apple said about why the iPad Pro has mm -hmm. USB-C, they are telling you the honest truth. There's no spin on it. And and their explanation for it was that it's the iPad Pro is a more is meant for professional use. It's meant to do more of the things that you can do with a laptop. And that involves plugging peripherals in. And th therefore, it has USB-C. It is, you know, I, I, and that those things don't apply to an iPhone. You're not going to plug in, you know, audio equipment to an iPhone. I know some people do stuff like that with an iPhone, but it's not, you know, it's not common. Yeah. I really don't think so. And I think that there's just no way they're going to give up the proprietary advantages of having complete control over lightning. They love having yeah. that control. And and it's been, I mean, I guess it's been a while, yeah. right? It's been since iPhone 5. Yeah. And the other thing too, don't forget, nerds like us, people who listen to the show, we understand the you know the differences, and and we can see this panacea of it. Theoretically, would be great if everything you owned all charged by USB C, and you could have this one cable that you could plug into an iPad and a MacBook and a phone, and you'd have all these cables you could get rid of. Uh, but out there in the normal world, every time when when Apple switched from the old adapter to the Lightning people thought it was a money grab. They were like, they just want me to, now they want my money for, you know, all these new chargers and, and stuff like that. And if they switched it to USB-C again, they'd think it's a money grab, even though they would I be agree. switching to an industry standard. Right. And also like, it was a bigger, like it was a much bigger deal when they did away with the 30 port, what was it 30 pin? Hmm. Because, is it 30? 
Is that right? Yeah, 30, 30 pin. pin connector. Yeah. Because, because at that point, there were so many accessories that were plugging in that way. But now it's like, feels like everything's, I don't know. What was the last time you plugged your, your iPhone into like a, a speaker dock? No, I don't you do know, or like a, even in yeah. hotels, I don't, I don't, in hotels I don't, or I don't like, use you know, the, I don't use those. I don't trust them to be honest. Yeah. I, I just feel like you don't plug in as much. Like it, it would be an ecosystem shift, but not as big as it was back then. But I still don't think they'll do it. I still don't think they'll do it. Yeah. All right. Let me take a break and tell you about Dashlane. Dashlane is a password and personal information manager. Let you star, store things like your passwords, your logins, your credit cards, your passport numbers, anything you need to store securely. You can store it in Dashlane and they have apps for every platform you might use. iOS, including both iPhone and iPad support, Mac, a nice native Mac app, Windows, Android, all the major platforms. So especially if you are a cross-platform person, maybe at work you use Windows, maybe at home you use Mac, uh, you have iPhone, but you have to use Windows, Dashlane is for you. They include a browser extension that enables autofill so you can access all of your login information, your credit card numbers, right where you need it, when you need it, right in the form, in the web page. Bring it up. Sign up for a new account somewhere? Need to generate a new password? Dashlane will do it for you, give you a secure password, fill it in, and store it in Dashlane for subsequent use. How often are you ready to buy something, but you don't have your credit card handy? Dashlane means you never need to have your credit card handy. It'll autofill because it's saved. You think it's crazy? Let's address this elephant in the room. You think it's crazy to store all your information and passwords in one place? You're worried about the security? Here's what Dashlane does. They use a master password to encrypt all your data. Only you know your master password as it's never sent or stored on Dashlane servers. That means even if Dashlane were to get hacked, your information is completely safe because everything that's stored on their servers is securely encrypted and you'd need your master password to decrypt it. Only you have it. And don't forget it. Uh, Dashlane Premium is a service they offer with additional features. Let you store unlimited passwords and gives you access to their VPN so you can secure, browse, browse the web securely on all your devices over their VPN. Dashlane is trusted by over 10 million users in 150 countries. It's been endorsed by the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Washington Post, Forbes, and more. It's been featured as the app of the week in the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Download Dashlane now. That's how you get started. Download their app. Give it a try. You can use it for free. It's a free app. But they have a premium service, which works across all devices and includes the VPN and unlimited password storage. And it's just five bucks a month. Use this code. Go to dashlane.com slash daringfireball, and you'll get that 30-day free trial of Dashlane Premium. And there's a custom discount code to save 10% off Dashlane Premium when you sign up to pay. That code is Daring Fireball, all one word, and it's only valid for the first 200 people who use it. So if you're interested, pause the podcast, act now. My thanks to Dashlane. Go to dashlane.com slash Daring Fireball, and remember that code, Daring Fireball, when you check out. Enter it on the checkout form, and you will save 10% off the already Easily affordable Dashlane premium service. My thanks to Dashlane. All right, we got to talk MacBooks before. Okay, we yes. Go. So you you've got the new MacBook Air. You bought it. Yes. Well, I, I had we, the company buy it for me, but yes. Right. 
Well, Jonas has one too. That's he needed a new laptop, and he, it was a he was a good sport about it. But he had you know he needs it at school. He's you know his school the kids bring a laptop. Um, and he had to use his old MacBook that had a, a broken keyboard. So he, he was literally using uh, an extra a magic keyboard connected by Bluetooth to his MacBook. <laughs> For like the first Your two poor months, poor child. Because I knew that the MacBook Airs were coming, coming. and yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah. to see it before we decided what to buy. And I was glad that we did because he, yeah, he's such a good dad. He loves it. You know, it's you know, it's absolutely you know, no doubt in his mind he wanted the MacBook Air, which was great because it was also less money than a MacBook Pro. Yeah. Uh, all right. Why'd you buy it? I mean. This is what I wanted. I've wanted it for a long time. This was they made the laptop I've wanted for many, many years. And I, 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 I think I tweeted a couple of weeks ago. Like it is everything I said in that initial review. I love it. Um, the one thing, like, the, yeah, I'm, I, I'm deal. I'm living the dongle life right now. I've got a couple of things hanging out of it as I podcast here. Um, the battery life has been great. The you know everything, the form factor of it. You know, it's like. I was carrying around a 13-inch old MacBook Pro with all of the ports on it. So it was like, I don't even know how many pounds that thing was. So it's just, it's been great for me. I I still, you know, I still don't love this keyboard. I just don't love this keyboard. But otherwise, like, it's been great. The keyboard is the one thing that keeps me from switching to one. I'm still on a 2014 13-inch MacBook Pro. And for for reasons, uh, you know, basically visual reasons that I my eyes are at a weird place and I, I see much better looking at a laptop from laptop distance than my iMac. So I used my MacBook pro the last year or so mostly, but you know, I don't use my iMac anywhere near as much as, as I would if I didn't have the visual thing. Um, and because I'm using it so much, I want the keyboard. And so because of the keyboard, I'm sticking with the 2014 MacBook Pro. And also, frankly, my MacBook Pro doesn't feel slow at all. Like I don't, you know, it's and it is Retina and it's not much heavier than a MacBook Air. But the keyboard keeps me on it. I mean, I've adjusted. And it's like right. people were like, you know, thought that was an unfair thing of me to say. I think I said like the keyboard's still terrible. You know, yeah. maybe that's too harsh. Maybe it's just not as good as what it used to be. Yeah. Um, but... I just sometimes I feel like I don't write as good. That might seem stupid. I I, I do too. I'm picky about keyboards. You 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 know, and you've always been picky about trackpads. Uh, and you you know, and one of the reasons I've always been a, a genuine. I'm not just buttering you up because you're on the show, but a huge huge fan of your work is that you really have to me a very open mind about mac and windows like you get both and that you you know like i can't review a windows laptop because it doesn't matter how good the hardware is i'm i think windows is disgusting as an operating system and i'm and it's, it's i really do like jonas got a gaming pc for christmas and i'm helping him set it up. i haven't used windows in forever it's disgusting it's worse than ever in my opinion i can't i can't get past it so i couldn't i can't judge the trackpad or the keyboard or the performance well, or first the battery. Of all, windows 10 is not you think windows 10 is disgusting I think it's disgusting. I think it's horrible. Really? Yeah, because it's like it's like Windows oh, 10. It's I... like you go into like the settings and there's like the new Windows 10 settings, but then there's an advanced button and you hit a, hit yeah, that and it opens true. up it the Windows like... it opens up the Windows 7 settings and then the Windows 7 settings has a button that opens up the old XP style thing. Like they're all yeah, still there. Yeah, it's, it's a mess. It's, it's there's yeah, it's still a mess, but 
I see I, how I, it's I better mind. in some ways. I d- but you know, you open up the start menu and it looks like you know, all of a sudden I'm in Las Vegas. It's like what the hell is going on? There's uh, five columns and all these colors, and it's uh, I, I can't stand it. So I can't. Yeah. I, I can't review well, one objectively. Well, look, I don't. I don't. Like, I, I'm not a laptop reviewer anymore. I would be very rusty if I. I mean, I did for for this for the MacBook Air review. I did do a big call in of what I thought were going to be the best Windows. Uh, laptops and I reviewed an HP and a and a surf the Surface laptop next to it because I wanted to to pretty much compare what Apple had said was a big leap ahead in certain places to what what the what the Windows side has been doing actually for the last two or three years. So you know in terms of battery life, in terms of keyboard, in terms of screen, um, look, I found the and that's actually one of the, so I found everything to you know pretty be pretty status quo for on both sides. I thought the the battery life on this this HP Spectre I tested was off the charts better, but the the screen resolution was a little bit lower and the screen wasn't as nice. It's a little bit thicker too, but the biggest pain point for me was that these other really super thin, like very stylish Windows laptops have real keyboards yeah. with real keys that press down. So it's like they can do it. Yeah. I know, like they could do it, but like they, they really, they love this. They love yeah. this butterfly mechanism. And yeah, this... and I've typed on like a Microsoft Surface, you know, just to type on it. It's a better keyboard. It's I, I, I would prefer their keyboard over Apple's in a heartbeat. The Surface it... laptop keyboard is this, is basically the same keyboard, and I love it. Yeah, uh, and even the and Google then, thing. Uh... Yeah, the Google Pixel, the new Pixel Book. Yeah, or the Pixel Book has a nice keyboard, but the new Pixel Slate. Yeah, with the round keys. With the round keys is fun. I, I don't know. I haven't I haven't used it for extended period, but um, I think the round keys is on. a gimmick. But uh, anyway, but but the the feel of the keys is better, and it's a super thin. It's a you know it's a tablet cover. It's super thin, so yeah. clearly Apple could do it. So I'm really fingers crossed, hoping that they somehow go back to admit defeat and go back to not go back to the old keyboard, but go back to a keyboard that has a better feel. And the yeah, other thing I, I used, I used a MacBook Pro, a 15 inch MacBook I, Pro for six weeks over the summer while reviewing it. Six weeks, and it was the only Mac I used. Period in the whole period in the whole time. So I did get used to it. It's not like yeah, it, you get used to it, and that's right. I, like people are saying like, oh, you said it was terrible. I've been fine with it. Well, I'm like, yeah, okay, you get used to it, and it's fine. But when I go back to the old one, uh, it just feels like home. You yeah, know? it just feels. Yeah. So right. And usually in the you know when you when when Apple makes a big change like that when you go back to the old thing it feels gross or weird or oh my god I can't believe it, it should always feel bad to go back to the old one whereas the right. keyboard like feels good. if I good. go back to the home button on the iPhone 8 or something I'm yes. like ooh. Yeah. It same you know, here. I'm like uh that's like yeah. That felt like it feels longer and like I'm like have to move and yeah it just feels ridiculous I, I honestly yeah, I've been I, hearing from people about because uh, of this 10r piece that I wrote about how they didn't go to the 10r and they bought the iPhone 7 or 8 because of the home button because x y and z reasons and I just think that's I, I mean I don't write back all these people but right. I think it's short-sighted that's why companies most companies don't change when they have a hit product right they because they don't want to hear from the people who you know the anti-early adopters who want what they're familiar with, you know, and don't really have an open mind about trying the new thing. Um, 
I wrote about this. I, I speculate that I think that maybe yeah. that be, might be one of the reasons the 10R is a little bit less popular than Apple anticipated is that people who maybe were like thinking, maybe I'll get a new iPhone this year and they don't want to get one because none of them have the home button or the headphone jack and they're they're not. I I have heard from those readers because I think they read the Wall Street Journal and yeah. um, well, they definitely read the Wall Street Journal and there's there's something to that. Yeah. They, uh, I mean, there's also the, the, the entry-level price point of the iPhone 7. It, they're like, I don't have to deal with this whole new thing, and it's cheaper. Okay, I'm fine. Uh, on the flip side, I'll tell you this, and I'll, I'll bet you'll agree. I love the new MacBook trackpads. I love it. I think that the fake haptic click that they oh, give yeah. you mm-hmm. is the it's the most uncanny thing I've experienced. Like I, it, it's hard to believe that it's not a real click. It really is. And then when I went back to my, this 2014, that has the actual, what did they call it? The seesaw clickboard, you know, trackpad that actually moves, you know, and has like less clickiness at the top because it's a lever. Mm-hmm. It, it, it does feel gross. It, it's absolutely a, a, a huge step back. The current trackpads are just amazing. Yeah. I mean, I just, I had also gone from that 13 inch, which had a smaller surface area. And I'm just like, this is, I love this. I love this laptop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I have to does. say, like for me, for like this past year, like Apple gave me like, you know, you, you could look at, <laughs> you can look at what, what's been going on with their stock price and everything that's, you know, been around it, but they made some really great updates this past year. Yeah. I, I, I think that the people hemming and hawing over the tech specs of the MacBook Air are missing the point. It's, you know, it's... What are they, I mean, around the... Well, and that you can benchmark it and you, for, you know, $100 more, you can get the, 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 the MacBook Pro. Pro that doesn't have the touch bar and it's, you know, faster and it's only slightly heavier and and the same thickness in the back, etc., uh, etc. Et uh I, I yeah, think that I mean, the MacBook Air's appeal, though, is largely – I feel like that teardrop shape is part of the appeal. And it doesn't matter how – if it's actually not by volume that much less volume than the one that doesn't teardrop. I, I It's just a nicer shape because when you take it out, you never orient it wrong. Yeah. I mean the form – like I just prefer the smaller size of this Air. For me, the biggest question is like why is that MacBook still around? And I get right. the arguments about it sort of like – you know, smaller, st- more stylish, like sleeker looking, maybe. I, I don't actually feel that way. But um, on the Pro, I think there's a lot of reasons to go up. But I, I don't like the size is not does not bother me. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think it's I mean, that is where I do see the, the gap between the two. Like I would far rather have this air for both battery life and for the the size of it. Yeah. And the combination of no touch bar, but does have the touch ID is mm-hmm. it really is sort oh. of one of those, Hey, this is what everybody was asking for. Yeah. And when I, I mean, I, I'd say I was thinking about this when I have my Apple watch on, I really do prefer the unlock with the Apple watch, yeah. right? Like it just is faster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's handy to have that there. Yeah. yeah the touch bar is a, what's well, real, I don't know. I've, just always see that thing and on, on people's like their laptops in meetings and I'm just like have you ever touched that it looks cool i, I you know yeah but i i have to say that's something i didn't i don't hate it and i don't hate it like some people do but like i said using it for six weeks non-stop i, I didn't hate it and there's some things i like about it uh i like dragging the sliders around for the brightness and volume um but when i went back to not having it i didn't miss it I did not yeah. miss the touch bar or yeah, I didn't miss it at all. I don't hate it, but I didn't miss it. And I yeah, feel I mean, like this laptop, 
I don't there's there's very little about it that I would change. Yeah. Uh, and there's very I mean the the keyboards one of them and they they probably won't change that and the ports are one of them but I've lived I've learned to live with that far more than I thought I would and Isn't the most baffling one the MagSafe? Yeah, I miss MagSafe. I really do. It feels like such a step backwards. And I don't know what the solution is. And I get that USB-C power delivery has all sorts of actual technical advantages in charging performance. And it's a standard plug. Uh, but man, the, sa- it, it, the, the, the MagSafe has saved my MacBook, you know, and this from is taking something, a fall. Yeah. And this is something me and you had talked about on some other podcast. One thing that bothers me is that there's no... USB-C port on the right-hand side. Yeah, yeah. Because when I'm in bed, we had this conversation, I think yeah. around the MacBooks last year. Yeah. Or two years ago, I want it on the other side. Yep. Yep, I, I agree too. That's, that is, it's nice that you can charge uh, from both sides on the MacBooks that do have them on both sides and right. then not having it on both sides. It just, it, uh, it's a small I, thing, but I've it's, got something USB plugged in on right the right now, side too. right here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have, I mean, it's like the cord is going behind the thing to yeah. go in to charge. Yeah. But I'm right. fine with it. I mean, uh, yeah. I've gone over the time that you have. but I, It's I, true. I have three things I need to review in my inbox. <laughs> it is always a pleasure having you on the show. Um, everybody can read your excellent work in the Wall Street Journal. And on Twitter, you are at Joanna Stern, right? No funny punctuation. Uh, None. What you you what are you working on this week? Can you say or is it, it it's a secret? Yeah, I mean I'm doing. Uh, well, I don't know when it's going to come out because I'm going on vacation. I'm trying to finish this piece about webcams, hmm. um, which was prompted by me like getting this new laptop and being like, "Do I need a webcam cover?" And I started to dig into it, and I don't know. What's your I'm answer? Not sure where it's fully going. I, yeah, I'm gonna get a webcam cover. Are you really? I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't worry about it. I don't think that. I think that's not an issue. Yeah. Well, you'll see in the piece why right. I now feel like. Yeah. Um. Did you know this? Uh, what is the rule? It's. Oh, the um, Apple's latest security guide says that I think it starts with the MacBook Air when the cover is closed. The microphone is phys- physically detached. It's, there's a physical disconnection, be- and and it's only the microphone because you know, if it's closed, you don't need to worry about the camera because the camera's you know in the dark already closed. The thing's closed, right? It's a really clever uh, clever idea, but yep. it did raise the notion to me that if Apple thinks enough about it to do that, is it it's... just to give people peace of mind, or is there something to worry about when it's open? So this is the piece that I'm basically yeah. after because, uh, you know, for me, I also have cameras all over my house now. And so I'm like, well, well people are covering their webcams at work and on your laptops, but they've got yeah. Nest cameras cameras everywhere and all this. you know. So, yeah, I'm not sure where it's all leading, but that's I've sort of been digging into it. I'm not positive it'll be this piece right. next week, but at some point someone will read that piece. I thought it was interesting, you know, last year when they invited a handful of us to to have that Mac Pro roundtable, me and Panzerino and Ina Freed and John uh, Petkowski, uh, I think and Lance Ulanoff was the other, the fifth. Um, Phil Schiller was reading, was had a keynote prepared, and I'm, I'm certain that it was his personal MacBook uh, that he was using. Does not have a, and I, I remember thinking, like, I wonder if he covers it. And no, doesn't cover it. Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, one of the things I'm doing is trying to reach out to Mark Zuckerberg to find out, but I'm sure there'll be no comment on that. I'll bet they will have no comment, but here's, I want to say something about that. I've been meaning to get this off my chest forever. So there's a picture of Mark Zuckerberg from a handful of years ago inside Facebook doing something, and he's at a MacBook, and the camera is covered. I don't think there's any reason to believe that that's his MacBook. I think he was there. I think he was posing for a picture. It might be. But I think that the assumption that that's his personal MacBook is has no validity whatsoever because it was sort of a staged photo. And you know what it's like when you're staging a photo. You just put props up, you know. Well, it, you know what? I'll ask that question. Yeah, I, I would ask that question. I, I think that the fact that the, our collective tech world has assumed as fact that that was his MacBook is uh, – but been... he he would be a high value target. Oh, definitely. And given how easy it seems to be to hack someone's webcam, for what yeah. I'm finding in my reporting, hmm. yeah, I don't know. All right, all right. I can't wait to read the report. Yeah. All right. Me too. Joanna, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Good. Great to ha- great to be here and speak to you again.